How much do you know about the impact the COVID-19 pandemic had on the private lives of teenagers in our city? My name is Hannah. I was 13 when the first lockdown occurred. In this podcast, I will explore the effects on two young people, Liam and Molly. Join us as we explore the unique perspectives of these young people. Please could you introduce yourself, your age and what part of the city you live in? Liam House, I'm 15 years of years of age and I'm from Lord's Hill, so the other side. I shared my home with my mum, my dad and my sister. My name's Molly Darling, I live in West End and I'm 15 year old. I shared my home with my immediate family, my mum, my younger brother and my father. Um, we just moved house, so we were trying to decorate that during lockdown. At the start of the pandemic, um, I was in the, the special needs apartment at um, Bitten Park. On a normal school day, it was wake up at 7 30, get, get in the taxi to school, get to school, I'd go into the special needs department, then our first lesson, and then um, sometimes I'd have a nap in the second period, usually, and then after school, I would um, go on home, and then I would go on my computer and play some games, and then go downstairs, eat some dinner. I didn't really do it do much back then. I was quite lonely. I was quite mm-hmm. um, I was quite a bored guy. Um, I was never invited to anything. At the time, what were your favourite places and activities in Southampton? I just liked going down to McDonald's and Millbrook mm-hmm. um, and KFC. My dad used to drive me down there and go get some. KFC every now and then. I used to like going around walks around the neighbourhood in Millbrook, quite a rough area, but it was it was nice views. Well, I was just getting into going to town with my friends. I was just beginning to take the bus by myself and do all these normal teenage things. And they all got stopped, obviously, pretty quickly, as everyone mm. else has said. And I just lost, I lost the ability to like start being my own person. And I think that was quite a struggle. On the 23rd of March 2020, the Prime Minister announced the first national lockdown. Can you please tell me what you remember from this time? When I saw Boris uh, announce the lockdown, I was just like, mate, what is he doing? Like, it's not that bad, is it? Well, initially the pandemic was described as something that would blow over very quickly. And we all know that did not happen. Mm. And none of us were worried about it at all. We were just excited for these days of school, of course. So it was a big shock when it came up, and none of us, I think, were prepared at all for it. My nan struggles to move around, so we were really worried about her getting her food in and all that. And then, of course, my parents were worried about their jobs, their job security, and whether they'd be able to continue working throughout. It was a big worry for us. Do you think that COVID-19 impacted your parents' jobs at all? Because my mum had to start working from home. But my dad was a key worker, so it didn't affect his job as much at all. My father's job changed completely. He was no longer doing naval-based recruitment. He was now focusing on vaccinators and a lot of COVID-based jobs. Oh, my um, my dad um, works at a chicken hatchery. So next mm-hmm. to Porters Park, he's worked there for like 12 years now. So that's what my dad does. And my mum, at the time... She worked at, I believe it was Argos, mm-hmm. as a delivery gyro, and I think she loved she loved that job, but she just stopped doing it over time. Because the whole situation was quite bittersweet, what would you say 
were the biggest advantages and disadvantages? It was lovely knowing that I was in a very safe space. I didn't have to think twice about who'd been out because I knew everyone. There was no one new. There was no rough environments that I didn't... Nothing alien to me. But I do think that it had a bit of an effect on me being in this place I knew so well because I really perform well in new environments. We just moved into this new house and that was quite tough because we didn't know any of the neighbours. But we really met them very quickly with the clapping for the NHS in the evenings. After that, we'd all go around, obviously, to Mead's Park, and we would talk about how we were struggling, what we needed from each other. Because I have a lot of elderly neighbours and a lot of them don't have much family who could help them or family that was close enough. So we did begin to do the weekly shop for my neighbours across the road, which was really lovely knowing that we could help them. The advantages of being at home all the time was I didn't have to get up early every morning to go to school. I was happy about that. And another advantage was that I could play video games all day and not have to get off. So I just stayed up all night then. When COVID shut down that pub, the Mountbatten, I was quite happy because I could walk by there on my exercise without being watched by creepy six-year-old men. And most of the horrible community came from the pub every night at 11. And the disadvantage was that I wasn't out there making my socials better. Being at home all day just puts you down and it doesn't give you confidence. It just gives you low self-esteem. That's what I had because I was inside all the time and I thought it was good because I was a loser. Could you please tell me a bit more about your experiences with education during the pandemic? I do think that they could have improved the work they set because they began to set very new things. We were all quite emotional, so that didn't take a lot much to knock you back. My brother didn't do any of the work at all, and when he did begin to do it, he really struggled because he was in his final year. And he really, he struggled to complete all of it. He couldn't find the motivation. But I know as he moved up in year seven, I saw how it, much it had affected him. Yeah. And I don't think he's fully recovered from that. During the pandemic, if I'm going to be honest, I didn't really have much of an education. I don't know, I just kept on skiving, basically. But um, I was told that I did not have to um, attend the lessons, for, as far as I remember. And because of that, I think my education fell. So I got my maths back and I got a grade two. So it's either... The education back then was failing me, or I failed myself. Would you say you generally had good mental health? No. I had really, really bad mental health. I think I think it might have been because of the autism, or maybe because I was lonely and had no friends. Um, I did have a few friends, but um, they were years above, and we, I barely, hang out, barely hung out with them. And it was just... I don't know, I just felt really alone and just that nobody actually wanted um, to speak to me enough. Do you think COVID might have changed? Yes, I think it did because it changed how I view life and I when, when going out in the lockdown for my once a day exercise, going for a walk, um, walking around just seeing how empty it was just made me see how empty I actually was and it just made me really sad. By the end of lockdown, I wanted to improve myself. I wanted to become a better guy and speak to people. When the 
pandemic was over, I, I consider it completely over at the start of year 10. I decided to just full on go mainstream, main school, everything. And I think that drastically changed my social side and social life and just pushed my confidence that much more because I was just, I was going into the mainstream, what, once a week to go do history. And I hated, I hated the socialness. I was like, let's just go full on and get my social side of like improved but yeah because the main school has made me see what like what other kids experienced the two two years now i've probably been in main school it's helped me experience uh what everyone else experienced during their time in school and i really liked just socializing with people at breaking that because i used to just sit on my computer watching youtube the whole break and I, in my opinion that just was really boring I'm a big extrovert and a social person, so without seeing people regularly, I really struggle to keep going and find motivation to do things. And not being able to see my family was really tough because my obviously grandparents not very technologically brilliant, are they? So I get to speak to them for quite a while. How was your mood during the pandemic? What made you happy? What made you upset? Waking up every day, and seeing the sun there because in my opinion during the lockdown the if you if you notice this sun was out more and because there was no carbon emissions in the air because of all of the gas going up so the gas wasn't screwing up the sky so the sky looked lovely the whole lockdown in my opinion so when i went woke up and went round in the mornings on my bike i was quite happy and i was just enjoying life at that time and then at night when it got dark, I just played my video games and I was just loving life at that point. Well, things that made me happy, just knowing that there was a light at the end of the tunnel. Locally, there were quite a few online meetings organised by Public Health Southampton, where there were doctors answering questions from people about the virus. Did you or your family know about this? I had no idea. I wasn't very political at all before Covid. I didn't know anything that was going on. Never watched the news. I just didn't. I was quite oblivious. And I do think that COVID taught me that I've got to know what's going on in the wider community. Yeah. Got to be able to help as well. Has anyone in your immediate extended family fallen ill with COVID in the past? I actually had COVID twice over the COVID period. My mum had it three times. My dad had it. Oh, actually, he didn't have it. Neither did my brother. But when we had it, it was we had to stay apart from the rest of us. So my mum and I, it was just the two of us together and I think that was probably the hardest part because it was virtually in your house and it was really hard to stay away from them and stay in your designated two rooms. Uh, my mum and dad, uh, they were just they were just in bed a lot and they were a bit ill and they were a bit sniffy like <laughs> they were just uh, sniffing all the time and they were struggling quite a lot and um, basically I think that it really affected my dad's breathing because he was just coughing all the time and struggling. Like you could hear him like breathing and he was struggling. He was just struggling to breathe. What were your thoughts when you heard that the vaccine was available to prevent the spread of the disease? I, I didn't really have a thought about it. I was like, let's go, let's get that vaccine. And I was quite happy to when I actually got it. It may have hurt my arm, but in the end of the day, I don't want to get COVID, so mm. it's all good.
Do you know anyone who had completely differing opinions to this? Yes. And were they of your age group? Yes. Well, personally, my thoughts were very positive. I was all for the vaccine. I was willing to have the shots straight away. But it was my mum who really struggled with it. She struggled with the lack of testing, especially Mm. from the pregnancy pills that she heard about because they were during her time. Were you ever concerned that you might not be able to get to uh, the vaccine due to your parents' concerns about it? A hundred percent. I was worried that I wouldn't be able to have it at all. And I was really put at ease when the announcement was made that over 16-year-olds could have it because I knew that I could get it in the end. I wasn't completely held back. What do you think is the best way of keeping people of your age informed about the transmittable illnesses and how to look after your health? I think that the normal ways are perfectly fine. So we should keep them going, like the news. Maybe not newspapers as much. Social media is a bit of a sticky one because although... Yes, everyone would see that. There's also so much false news on there and false information that can be spread so easily. So I think that we need to have official government accounts that can just do only the facts because otherwise it's so hard to decipher what's real and what's fake. The way of getting people my age informed about it Mm. is to spread it on social media because kids my age, 15, 14, 16... They're all on social media. They're all looking at Instagram every day, looking at social uh, social media every day. So that's how to get it to them. Spreading it on people's stories, that gets to them. Bro, everyone knows about the stuff when you put it on your story. Like, literally, that's the way. Just spread it on social media, that's all. Do you think this might cause an increase of misinformation, though? Yes, because some some kids my age spread the wrong information and spread the wrong numbers do you think we could benefit from some official accounts some official accounts where we know that they're just speaking the facts yes maybe some official um instagram accounts that are just saying the facts that would work because Mm. they actually we know that they're true and they're not lying do you have any further concerns regarding the current state of covid19 well I do think that we are much better equipped for, if there ever, God forbid, was another pandemic or mm, public health disaster of this magnitude. I do think we would have a better idea of it, but I think there should be more in place because now we know how easily it could come about. And I also think that people are a lot, are very relaxed. Mm-hmm. People have got to get it in their headsets, not over. There are still things that could happen. There could still be another strain for all we know. And we just got to keep the community spirit in mind and remember yeah. that you've still got to help people. And vulnerable people are still out there. There's still A lot of them are still isolating or still trying to keep to themselves. And we've really just got to help make sure they're okay and make sure our society is safe for them to come back. Thank you very much for sharing your experiences during COVID and being part of the podcast. Cheers. The project COVID Teenage Podcast, funded by Southampton City Council Stronger Communities Team and produced by We Make Southampton Community Media CIC.